Welcome to Geeky Girl Gab. I'm Candice, and with me today is Krista. Say hi, Krista. Hey. We recently traveled to a galaxy far, far away and went to Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios in Disney World. Did you have fun, Krista? Oh my God, it was amazing. <laughs> so this land has been talked about, I think, since 2015. It took about four years to develop, and like I'm a pass holder, and... We would all just try to peek through. We would see things from the parking lot. And then when you go in Toy Story on the Slinky Dog, when you're at the highest, you could see like part of the the mountains and everything like that. So it's been really, it's been a long wait. Krista, what were you most excited about? I was just excited to see the world. I I love themes. I love going to parks and seeing areas that have just been completely transformed into a new world or a theme from a movie or something like that. And so it was amazing to walk around and feel like you were actually like in this area, like everything was transformed. And it was a big piece of land that they... And- just, mm-hmm. it was so immersive compared to, um, I know you haven't been to Pandora yet. Pandora feels like so tiny compared to this. And Toy Story Land was pretty small when you compare it. So the only place it kind of reminds me of is Diagon Alley mm-hmm. in Universal that you feel like you're completely immersed in the world. Exactly. Like all the little details. Um, there were interactive things you could do like, as you could do the same at Harry Potter land where at Harry Potter land, you have the wands that are interactive. Um, but here you could have the little droids or you could have the lightsabers. Um, neither of us ended up doing that because those were expensive, but I'm sure they yeah. were really cool. The droids are a hundred dollars while the lightsaber is $200. So I'm going to see if anybody wants to buy me that for Christmas. <laughs> but yeah, it just, I could not, I couldn't pull the trigger on that one yet. Yeah, Because that is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it was just so cool that like just all the little details are what I really appreciate. They didn't like skimp on anything. Um, there weren't even really necessarily signs that told you like, oh, this is a gift shop. This is the restaurant. Um, and that felt even more real, like you're actually there versus if they had big kind of fake signs that would kind of pull you out of the world. So even though sometimes we had to look around for things just a tiny bit, it kind of felt more authentic. Yeah, it was worth getting lost because it was just fun to get lost because there's so much to see. Yeah. Like, they would just have these life-size X-Wings and A-Wings and TIE Fighters. And the most amazing part is the Millennium Falcon, Mm -hmm. right? Um, We got extra magic hours, so we got to go in the park early. We didn't get up at 6 a.m. when the hour started because we wanted to sleep a little bit. But it was... It was awesome to see it. It wasn't quite empty, but it wasn't as crowded as it was later in the day. And just seeing the Millennial Falcon for the first time, like my heart stopped. (laughs) I thought you were going to cry. Actually, no, you were very close to crying. I was crying when you enter, after you wait in line, when you enter the the Falcon, actually, like, and they have like the Derajuk, I think that's how you call it, board, like where Chewie and R2 are playing in New Hope. Mm -hmm. And that's when I cried because it felt like seriously, like I had finally entered the Falcon and like, I've loved these movies since I was like nine and like as a nine year old, of course, I'm going to pretend that I'm, you know, I'm in the Falcon having adventures with Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia and Han Solo. 
I think you were also so, almost crying in the hallways just because they looked exactly like all those scenes from the movies. Like you felt like you were on a ship. Yeah, you felt like you were like, or at least on the, even the movie set, <laughs> which is what Hollywood Studios is supposed to be all about. It's supposed to be about immersing you into a Hollywood set. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood Studios, formerly MGM, has always been just like this weird hodgepodge of rides and attractions. Mm-hmm. But now with like the Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge, I really feel like it's finding more of its identity. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember your first trip to Disney. It's like two, two, three years ago. We went to Hollywood Studios mostly because it had like Beauty and the Beast. And what else was the reason? All the things. A Toy Story Mania. Oh, Toy Story Mania. Yeah, that was your favorite. Mm-hmm. And of course it had Star Tours. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's now like, I think it's going to be the second most popular park after Magic Kingdom, of course. So while we didn't get a droid or a lightsaber, we did get some drinks. What did you think of the Katina? Oh my gosh, the drinks were amazing. So I got two drinks. I got um, Jedi Mind Trick, which was... Which is actually a real-life drink in the Star Wars universe, so that made me really excited. I didn't realize that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's canon. <laughs> canon. Yes. So it's this very blue drink and tastes very strongly of grapefruit, but in like a very delicious way. So that was very fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit stronger of a drink. So if you really don't like the taste of alcohol, I'd maybe shy away from that, but it's still like very delicious. And then my favorite one though, was called the outer rim. And it was this margarita that had this like um, fruit, like tropical fruit puree on top of it that you would mix in, mm-hmm. which was one of the most delicious things I've ever had. I think I would just eat that puree straight out of like a container. Um, and then that had black sea salt around the edge of the, the rim, the outer rim. Uh, and I tried to, I tried a few sips of each of yours and I'm like, does he never skimps in the alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> At least to me, I'm, I don't drink often. So I was like, whoa, those are strong drinks. Yeah, I mean, like you would taste a little bit, but it like they were still very delicious, um, still very good drinks. So I was really impressed with the quality of the drinks there. They had a lot of variety of kind of fun gimmicky things. One of them, I think, kind of had dry ice or something in it. So it would kind of have like a little bit of, the, you know, kind of smoking. Um, yeah, mine bubbled. Mm-hmm. And yeah. had boba balls. Oh, I don't know if I told you this when we were there, but do you remember the droid, the DJ droid? No. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He was yes. the tracks. Okay, so his name's DJ Rex. Um, he was on their original Star Tours before they did the new overlay with C-3PO. He was oh, a pilot. Nice. So he found a new home, and I missed him because that he was my he was the first pilot on Star Tours for me. And it's your first other pilot. people. He was the first pilot. He actually went on Star Tours before I saw Star Wars. And like some guy in line's like, I think she'll like the movies. And my mom's like, oh, those are for boys. <laughs> but How wrong she, she was. Oh, yes, exactly. Apparently, sometimes he'll malfunction and say lines from Star Tours, which is kind of amazing. And now I just want to spend all my time. Right? I just want to wait to see that. I hope somebody films that and puts it on YouTube. It was kind of, it was a very loud yeah. bar. Which is like most bars. I'd but. say the drinks, I give them an A on the drinks. The atmosphere was fun, but it was really loud. So maybe like a B on the 
atmosphere Mm -hmm. but i gotta hand it to the waiters like they would do stuff where they'd like uh pick somebody from the audience and have them lead kind of a cheer of hey oh or something like that it's like really try they would pick yeah they really tried to involve people um the music was fun so like it's still a really fun time yeah, the Cantina song from A New Hope definitely played. Um, our friend Jen was like, they have to play the song. They I think have we to play the song. 30 minutes before it finally played, but then we agreed, like, if you were a waiter here, you probably wouldn't want to hear this 24 hours a day. Yeah, I think you might go insane because it's literally like the same notes over and over again. The thing I thought was funny was the fact that they used to give these like special little metal forks, sporks, and now they don't anymore because people oh have been God. selling them yeah. online. Yeah, so, um, Either you sit on, in these booths or you stand at tables. And if you sit on a booth, then you're going to be sitting with a bunch of other people because, I mean, this place is booked forever. I'm going to doing a last minute trip with um, Kathleen up there to this weekend. And I was like, I'm going to see if I can get a reservation. Nope. Cannot find one for the oh, entire wow. weekend. So we sat with a few different families and couples and some one of them was a cast member. And he told us like, they had to stop using these special sporks, which are just metal sporks, which they also used in their quick service because people were literally stealing them and selling them on eBay. Do you know what yeah. else I found on eBay? Um, do you remember the paper menus they gave us while we were in order for the quick service so oh, we could God. read the menu? I found the menus online. People, come on. People are just taking things and, the and selling them. Aren't even that cool. Like, oh. It's not like they have engraved Star Wars figures on it or anything. It's just literally like metal little sporks that are a little more jagged than normal sporks. And the weird thing is, like, some of this stuff is sold. Like, the maps have sold. And I'm just like, they hand that to you. I know. And they were selling, like, the whole bunch of, like, the spork, the pamphlet you get when you walk in, and then, like, the other pamphlet, which, again, you get for free. They were selling for over $100. I'm like, you can just go to Disney and get those things. (laughs) You were speaking of the cast members, how great they are. Um, A lot of the cast members are, um, they used to work in different areas of Disney before, and then they applied to work at Galaxy's Edge. So these are all like super mm-hmm. Star Wars fans. They want to be there, which I think really helps. Apparently, also, each cast member, they have a story, like a background story, which oh, I wish I knew that beforehand. I would have asked I them all. Of- so what I heard our waiter briefly talking to one of the women we were sitting with at the table and she was kind of joking back and forth with him. And he did make some reference to kind of his backstory of like, oh, yeah, I've just been doing this or that or whatever. And I thought they were just joking around. I didn't realize that that was like his practiced backstory. Otherwise, I think I would have like followed up. Yeah. Um, well, he was talking about credits and stuff like that. And that's a currency. Well, Republican Republic mm-hmm. credits are used some parts of the galaxy. The One of the things that is unlike anything else in Disney World is the characters actually walk around. Kylo Ren and some stormtroopers will walk around, and so will um, Chewbacca and mm-hmm. Rey, which happens at Disneyland. The characters walk around, but Disney World, I feel like they would be mobbed <laughs> all the time. We'll see how long it lasts at the Disney World Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> Do you remember there was this guy, this dad, who was, like, obviously day drinking, and he had two kids with him, but he saw Ray, and he freaked out, and the kids are, like, pretty young, and they're, like, 
it's all good, you know, whatever. But the dad's like, oh my God, it's Ray. It was a little weird because I think the the cast member playing Ray thought, oh, this is a dad excited for me to take photos with his kids. And then he's like, no, 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 no. like me. And then it's like, he wanted the photo and yeah. he wanted her attention. And I, it was a little weird. Yeah, I was like, oh, somebody already went to the cantina, which they do serve some breakfast. So you can get breakfast and drinks there oh, if you want. No, thanks. So um, let's go into the ride. So Smuggler's Run. Okay, so I am at theme parks all the time. So I feel like I'm a bit judge- more judgmental than, let's say, Krista is. But we each did it, we each did it three times. Yeah, we rode it three times. Again, extra magic hours are amazing. We were each of the positions, which there's two pilots, two engineers, and two gunners. And the pilots literally pilot the ship. Um, engineers will fix the ship when the pilots screw up, obviously. Um, the gunners obviously gun down like TIE fighters or whatever you need to. And the whole premise is that you're helping Hondo and Naka from the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. I just, I freaked out because I'm like, oh, Hondo is like seriously canon now and he's still alive in the you new movies. You geeked out so much. And I was <laughs> I hate that so much. I love I love my Clone Wars. I love Star Wars Rebels. I'm like, if Hondo Nako is here, that means like Ezra Bridger and like Ahsoka Tanu could be around. And that makes me so happy. And I'll go, there's a lot of other Star Wars, Clone Wars and Rebel stuff around. But um so he's hired the Falcon and Chewie to do a smuggling run. And the train you're stealing um I forget what canisters from a train. And that really reminded me of solo. Yeah. The train scene. Yeah. Do you remember solo? And it's kind of funny. Cause I was like, I bet they were making this ride like before solo premiered and they thought it was going to be huge. Like you can still go around Disney world and you can find random solo merchandise yeah. that just has not sold. And I'm like, Oh, I kind of want to buy anything with Donald Glover's face on it though. What did you think? I Krista? really enjoyed the ride. Um, pilot, I think is the most fun. However, I screwed mine up. So just FYI, everyone who probably smarter than me, if you do, so, um, <laughs> like Candace, there's two positions for each position. So if you're a pilot, one of you is going left and right, moving the ship left and right. And the other one's moving it up and down. Well, you know, if you want to go down, apparently you're pushing forward on the lever. And if you want to go up, you're pushing backward. And I did the opposite. So FYI, that's an important difference to learn prior to, you know, halfway through the ride. But no, I thought it was so fun. And, you know, like when you hit the asteroid or you hit the side of a building or something, you feel it in the ride. Um, and the graphics were great. I just thought it was really fun. Um also for the gunners, you can choose between automatic and manual, and the the cast members will advise you to do automatic. But I've heard manual is a lot more fun. I thought automatic was a little boring, and manual you can actually be like choosing where you're putting it, um, which I thought seemed a lot more fun. Oh, the cast members were hilarious. They're like, you're supposed to not hit the walls the first time we went on it. Like you're not supposed to hit the buildings, and that's what the first guy said. And then like the other time we went, they're like, hey, remember to have a smooth flight because I'm not, I don't have a seatbelt back here. Sounds like something's not up to code. And that's not our fault that they don't have a seatbelt. Like they should have figured that out first. 
But yeah, I just, I felt like the ride was kind of short. It was four minutes and 30 seconds is the max it will be. I looked it up. Especially when the wait is so long is what really gets me. It just, it matters who's in your flight crew, I think. They do have a single rider's line, but I don't think it would be fun riding it without people you know. Like now I want to get like a flight crew together of like pass holders and be like, okay, guys, we're going to get all like four canisters if we can. So I'm going to assemble that. I think I, I think I liked it a little more than you did. I just thought it was really fun and it didn't mm-hmm. feel, I mean, like I'd love for it to be longer, but it didn't feel like it was too short. Like I felt like we still got the experience, but yeah, it is more fun when you're with people, you know, or like if you talk to some of your teammates before, just to kind of like talk things over. I've heard people who've had pilots that are like five-year-olds and they've gotten oh, really no. sick. I think one of the reasons like I felt that way is because it's it was such a big area and just to have one ride. There's going to be a new ride opening December 5th called Rise of the Resistance in Disney World. I forget when it's coming out in Disneyland, but we get it first. Really? Finally, we get something first. And that's going to be a 15-minute ride and it's supposed to be like the technology that they use for that is supposed to be amazing. So you yes. have to come back, Krista. And okay, so we, um, there's not a sit down restaurant, but there is a quick service restaurant. You can't really get food at the bar. So we ate at Docking Bay 7. And the thing is, like, Disney, like, I remember back in my day when I was a little kid, well, we only ate at like three places. Like, I didn't even know, like, Epcot World Center had food other than, like, <laughs> we would just always eat in Future World. And I felt so jipped until I got older and realized we could get, like, really good Chinese food at Epcot. But anyway, so I just remember like chicken fingers and french fries. And that's what you think of amusement park food, right? Really? Park food. Burgers and hot dogs. But at Docking Bay 7, like we got some really amazing flavorful foods. Like I got a vegan meal and like wakafta plant-based protein and hummus and pita bread. And I'm like, I need that again in my life. And it was delicious. Yeah, and you got ribs, I right? honestly cannot tell you what the names were of the things, but they definitely kept with that mm-hmm. theme of, you know, the names of food that you would find there. Um, so, yeah, it was these ribs with a little bit of spice in it. And then they gave you like a blueberry um, corn muffin to kind of help with that spice. So really good. But, you know, my lips were tingling by the end. And then this dessert mm-hmm. that had like raspberry cream inside of it and then they had like raspberry kind of jam stuff on the outside so then you could like dip it in there which is really good um yeah I I really like that place it was really fast you could get themed food which I'm always down for and it was really good so win-win yeah I really feel like the Disney's Imagineers went to like Universal and saw what they did with Harry Potter Land just because I'm like thinking back to all like, like they would call you Muggleborn or Muggle or can I get your signature for the ministry when you would buy something, you know, little details like that. And like all those like little peeks into things that you'd be like, oh, that's from the books. That's from Fantastic mm-hmm. Beasts, you know, that kind of thing. And they had like loft cats in um, the creature shop, which is from Star Wars Rebels, which is adorable and Kristen <laughs> needs to watch. It's going to be all okay, on Disney Plus, I'm gonna of course. Do it. I'm going to do it. So you're good. And also, like, it's just all the details. Okay, let me see here. I had, no, I had more speaking things. Speaking of food, um, drinks, there was the blue milk. <gasps> How did you forget, Candice? You are not a true, you, true Star Wars fan. I'm taking your... So I was so excited to find out that blue milk <laughs> is actually vegan. It's made of, like, coconut and rice milk. Right? It was something like that. It was something weird. 
And the great thing about Disney, if you have any allergies, just always ask for an allergy chart and they, they'll help you. They don't want you like having a reaction. And I think the, we didn't try the green milk. Um, I think the, the blue one kind of had more of a little bit of a berry flavor and maybe the green one's a little bit more melon. I wasn't quite sure. Um, just, it's very sweet, kind of tastes like you're having like a candy, candy milkshake, maybe not as thick as a milkshake, but. Yeah, we got that at like 7.30 a.m. And I think it was just too sugary. It was a little early. Um, but you can also get it with, apparently, you can get one with rum and one with something else. Tequila. So that's... The reason she remembered that is because our friend Jen was considering getting one at 7.30 a.m. And yes, I'm shaming her on a podcast. There's no shame in Star Wars land. A little bit. <laughs> There's a little shame. Oh, okay. So we talked about how the characters were walking around. Okay, yeah. The dad freaked out about Ray, but every time Kylo Ren and the Stormtroopers oh. came around, I would see a child crying. I just look at a stroller. It was funny because they would go up sobbing. to children and be like, "You're, you know, you're not with the resistance," and they'd be like, "Yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm, no, I'm with you." But like the kids would be like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good." I'm like, <laughs> yeah, if you if they see you have lightsaber then they will they will question you further. So you have to hide your lightsaber. Um, your droid can either be a rebel droid, a resistance droid, a neutral droid, or a um, force order droid. And the droids will react to what section of the parks you're in. And they'll interact with all the droids that are yeah, just like, I was hanging a little around. That I didn't see anybody else like cool. actually have theirs out. Like I'd see people with theirs in boxes, but nobody was using them. Krista, thank you so oh, much fun. for being on the podcast again. I really appreciate it. Always love talking with you. It's the Geeky Girl Gap Pod.